You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 144. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome, and if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main work that I do in the world. This is where coaching meets psychology, which meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends. So get comfy and get ready to be coached. This episode, as always, of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. Now, let's get started with our coaching session today. We're going to be working on this how to deal with other people's moods without eating. I know for myself that I used to be totally ruled by the moods of my family and those closest to me, particularly my two daughters, especially when they were teenagers. My husband, who's almost always in a pretty good mood, spoiled me. So when he occasionally was not in a great mood, I read it as a sign that something major was wrong. I also used to subscribe to the old adage that you can only be as happy as your least happy child. And you can fill in the blank there. Your least happy partner, your coworker, your relative, your BFF. But let's pause for a minute and think about how limiting that belief is. And if you believe that, then your chances for a peaceful day-to-day existence would be completely out of your control. Wouldn't it be better, even though we know we're not meant to be happy all the time, to be the masters of our own moods, no matter how the people around us feel in any given moment? Today, we're going to take a look at what creates our moods and how other people's moods are created. We'll look at where we have control and where we don't, and what we make it mean when someone around us is in a negative mood, what our coping mechanism may have been so far today, but how to deal with it now and what really works. So let's take a look first at what does make our mood. Something happens in the world around you, right? A circumstance, a situation, something's going on. When that happens, whatever it may be, you have thoughts about that. Your thoughts are what create your feelings. Feelings like an imperceptibly tiny vibration in your body that you experience as a feeling, an emotion, like sad or happy or nervous or frustrated. And so when this happens, now you have a mood. It's your reaction to or your perspective about something happening in your day, in your life. It's a reaction to your thinking. Moods feel like they're contagious, that they can spread from one person to another. It is normal to feel and sense other people's moods and to be affected by them, certainly initially before you start looking at your thoughts. It's also good to recognize that your moods might affect other people around you also. So think for a minute, can you think of examples in your life, both positive or negative, for the last time you felt affected by somebody around you's mood, or they were affected by your mood? You might meet a friend for lunch, you enter the date feeling good and peaceful about your day, but imagine that your friend is going through a tough time. 
because you care about her. When she tells you her story, you're going to have sympathetic thoughts about it and sympathetic feelings towards her. And maybe you start feeling upset or angry right along with her, even if it has nothing to do with you. Or you're having a fair day when you come home and your partner's in a great mood. He's having a great day and he's prepared a snack for you and he's cleaned up the morning breakfast dishes. Now, this may sound like a fantasy for you, but bear with me here. You start to feel surprised at what he did and you start to feel appreciation and love for him doing this and your mood starts to lift. Has this ever happened to you? You know how to change your mood by changing your thinking. What about when someone around us, though, is in a negative mood? What then? We often jump to the quick conclusion that someone else's negative mood is a reflection on us. And we make up all kinds of stories about what their mood means to us and about us. You might think it's something that you did or said that they didn't like, something that you didn't do or say that you think you should have, that somehow you're to blame. You might feel inadequate. You might feel responsible. So their mood seems ultimately to affect our mood, but it's not their mood that affects your mood. It's your thinking about their mood that affects you and how you feel. And then our old way of coping with all these thoughts and feelings come up. And that is to get away from that uncomfortable feeling, eat something, stuff it down, mute it out, and try to ignore the discomfort, right? You've been there. If you're listening to me today, it's likely that you have your own experience with emotional eating but you don't want to do that anymore. And you don't want your actions with eating to depend on somebody else's mood. So where do you start? Well, you start with understanding what is and is not within your control. Let's step back for a minute and remember some of the things you've learned from me. How are moods created in the first place? you know that they're always created from our thoughts, not from what's happening around us, but from what we think about what is going on around us. So if this is how your mood's created, I also want you to remember how other people's moods are created. And this is something that is always true, no matter what's happening. Other people's moods are always created by that person's thinking. They may or may not understand the cause of their mood or the impact that it might have on you. They may expect you to work and help them change their mood or join in with their mood or somehow make things better. But those are things that are all outside of your own control. What is within your control? How you choose to think and feel about their mood and their expectations. You can't control their mood, but you can control how you handle their mood, whether you react to it, what you make it mean. In other words, how you're interpreting it. And while we're at it, let's take a quick look at what you are and are not responsible for when it comes to someone else's mood. You're not responsible for causing their mood. It's not possible. You're not responsible for changing their mood. Again, it's not possible because it all comes from their thinking. You are responsible for how you react and act in your own life, your own thoughts, which ones you nurture, which ones you let go of, which ones you act upon or react to. 
you are responsible for how you treat others and how you treat yourself, which means the actions you take when you talk to other people and when you react to them, this is within your control. But as we said earlier, moods feel contagious. It's normal to feel other people's moods and feel like you're affected by them initially, but it's always because you have thoughts about that other person's mood and what they're doing. It's always about what you say to yourself when someone around you is in a bad mood. It took me a while to really get this. It's also good to recognize that your moods affect others around you too, but remember that this is because they will have thoughts about your mood. We can never really change how someone feels. It's truly something we're not able to do. But when we spend time around someone else, we hear their story, they share their thoughts, and we're open to jumping in and adopting their story and the mood that they've created Or you could stand back and observe what's happening and know that it's up to you to dive into that bad mood pool with them or stay back and objectively observe the results of their thinking. And of course, your first exercise is always going to be to look at your own mood and see these moods as a result of your own internal stories. So I want you to take a moment and think of some examples in your life, both positive and negative, when your mood seems like it's affected by the mood of those around you. Think about the last time this happened to you. Can you see that no matter what their mood is all about, your feeling always comes from your thinking? That means that you always have a choice to think and feel whatever you wish. You can learn to detach and be less affected by negative moods, even around those people that you're close to. It isn't really helpful to take on somebody else's mood, to share it as if it's going to lessen it for them. It's not helpful either to push against somebody else's mood or to try to make them feel differently or try to talk them out of the mood because both of these are you trying to control them and their emotions. The only one that you need to control is yourself, your reaction. Step back and see what's happening and see if you can view it just in terms of the facts. What is actually happening? Who is saying what? Who is doing what? Your goal is to learn how to treat yourself better than you have in the past when you used to take on the mood of whoever you were with. When your emotional life was up in the air, totally dependent on what others around you were thinking and feeling, recognize that it's their pain or their anger or their sadness, not yours. I want you to pause and breathe instead of reacting and definitely do not run to food to try to make yourself feel better for something that has nothing to do with hunger. Pause and breathe instead of reacting. And if you need to, remove yourself from the situation just for a few minutes to lessen the impact on you so that you have time to think. Now, I don't want you to be afraid of somebody else's mood unless it's 
clearly threatening toward you. But I just want you to step back so that you can insert some objectivity into what's happening for you. It could be helpful to journal your feelings so that you can recognize them and process them instead of eating. Know that food has no place in a situation where you're dealing with someone else's mood. You want to take care of yourself emotionally and remember that food solves one problem, and that is hunger. Take care of yourself in a loving way, in a nurturing way, and remind yourself that their mood caused by their thinking will end. All feelings ebb and flow without you intervening and without you taking false responsibility. You can be caring and you can be empathic without adopting their mood, without making it mean anything about you. Remind yourself that if you're feeling uncomfortable about their mood, this is a signal of work that you might want to do on yourself, but not a reason to eat. So look at what happened whatever this person said or did, and what you thought about it, and what feeling that created, and what action you feel like taking, like eating. But I want you to be as kind to yourself as you probably would to that other person, because most people are doing the best that they can. We usually all are. And most of the people you deal with don't know as much as you know right now about what creates all those feelings, all those feelings that seem contagious. All right, so we just talked about other people's moods, how you usually might react to them, how to react to them and how to view them differently without going to food. Now I want to give you something to focus on this week. Remember the last time that this happened or wait for the next time when someone close to you is in a mood, not a great mood, or maybe they're in a really good mood. But when you experience their mood, how they're acting, talking, treating you, what they're doing, I want you to notice your thinking about their mood. Notice how their mood and your thoughts about it are right now changing your own mood. This is evidence, not that their mood is contagious, but that you're participating in this whole chain of events that leads your own mood to change. I know that without examining it the way we just did, that it probably never felt optional before. But I want you to notice how this happens and now start realizing that you're jumping into that emotional pool with your friend or your partner or your child or your coworker is optional. And one more thought about your habit of doing this, when you dive in and you keep someone company in their mood party, you're not helping them. You think you are, but you're not. Bringing your mood down to match someone else's won't help them at all. It will just reinforce their negative thoughts and moods. What about if they're happy and you elevate your own mood to match theirs? I think this would be a good thing. And it's because you're thinking something that gives you that good mood. If it feels good, that's how you know if it's good or not. So when this happens to you and someone around you is in a great mood, and when you spend time with them, you also feel great. Notice how it feels and notice what you're telling yourself. 
because you're creating your own good mood. I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. Okay, my friend, that's it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know what you're going to think about, you know what you're going to focus on this week, and you know what your action step is that you're committing to doing this week. Remember, especially if you're a new listener, to grab a free downloadable copy of my full-length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. It's available in hard copy on Amazon, but as my listener, the downloadable version is totally free for you. I do hope to see you back here next week, where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and that habitual overeating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real just like you. 